the message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Centre. Remain blessed as you listen. And hear me very well. God brought Israel out via a show of force. A show of power. So, if redemption happened by power, Jesus is saying, your salvation was an act of the almighty power of God. Are you seeing this? He's now saying for you to now walk in the spirit and walk as a Christian, you would require an endowment with power. Praise God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> That which in your family. So, you know, some people think, well, I was talking to someone one time, and I, I was um, talking about witchcraft. And this guy was saying, <laughs> he was laughing on Facebook. <laughs> he said, look at you, medical doctor, because I'm a medical doctor. He said, can you be a medical doctor with all your knowledge, and you still believe in witches? I looked at him. I said, the proof that they exist is that you don't believe in them. Glory to God. The guys in abroad, in America, I had somebody that came from that America and told me that he patronized witches over there who were reading his hand. And he was reading his hand with tarot cards. In that same America, that this person says he's there and all of, all, all of them there, they are emancipated and enlightened. Praise God. So you must understand, there are powerful forces than the earth. There are powerful persons there. And Jesus is saying, when you come as a Christian and you are preaching the gospel, you are going to clash with the kingdom of darkness. And for you to effectively clash, you need to be endued with what? With power. Because without power, you cannot be a faithful witness. Glory to God. Let me show you something. When you got born again, all right, when you receive Jesus Christ into your life, something happened. You are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. <laughs> God punishes the devil. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Some of the challenges you are going through, understand it was not God that sent it to. God is not the one that was behind your parents dying early. God was not the one behind somebody suffering with cancer currently. God's hand is not there. God does not give sickness. He is not the sponsor of sickness and disease. Praise God. The Bible lets us know that there are other spiritual personalities that are involved in wickedness on the earth. And you must be very, 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 you must understand this thing well. Glory to God. Now, where did I say she opened? Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. What does it say? Let's read one to go. It says what? Eh? It says, giving thanks unto the Father who has made us uh-huh, partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So this is us. God has qualified us and made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now look at the next verse. What does he now say? He has what? Now, how did he deliver us? He delivered us with power. Glory to God. He delivered us from the power of darkness by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Praise God. 
Amen. In Romans 8, 11, he said, If that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead lives in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what? Vitalize your what? Mortal body. You know that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead with power. Glory to God. So that means our deliverance from the kingdom of darkness was what? By what? Power. He said, who had delivered us? Turn back there. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Turn back there quickly. Or are you there? Can we read? Verse 12, what does it say? Uh-huh. Who had what? Made us meet of the inheritance of Satan's in life. Uh-huh. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? Say out loud with me. I have been delivered from the power of darkness. He says he has delivered us from the power of darkness. And what? And what translation are we using this morning? New word. I'm a King James boy. All right. I, 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 you know, actually, and translated us, conveyed is also fine, into the kingdom of the son of his love. So that means we were sinners. We are not sinners now. We were sinners. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you are no longer a sinner. Hallelujah. Praise God. The identity of the Christian is not sinner saved by grace. No. Glory to God. The Christian was a sinner, but he has been saved by grace. Glory to God. Now, the identity of the Christian is son of God. You are in the family now, and there is no sin in the family. There is no sinner in the family. Praise God. So your identity is that now you are what? Translated into the kingdom of the son. So your identity now is only found where? In Christ. So that's why I say in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be where? In Christ. It is a new word, creation. All things are what? Passed away. Behold, all things are what? When he describes forgiveness of sins, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, he says, in whom? In what? Whom? We have what? Redemption. So who you are is in Christ. What you have is in Christ. So now that you are born again, or you have received Jesus, your identity is wrapped up in who you are in what? In Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Is this clear? Now, that was only made possible by the workings of the power of God. By the workings of the power of God. Glory to God. So Jesus turns around and says, I want you to go and preach the gospel and tell everybody what I have done. But... Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Because without that power, you can't do this work. Glory to God. Some of you, you're believers. You're saved. But you're finding it hard to do the Christian work or live the Christian life. You want to read your Bible, it is hard. You want to preach, it is hard. When you see people going out for evangelism, you're wondering how they are doing it. You, you, listen, all those things will disappear once the power of God invades your life. Because all those things happen by power. It is not by natural power, nor by natural might, but by my what? Spirit, yes, Lord. So it is by the endowment of the Spirit of God that certain things can be done. Are you with me so far? Church, are you with me so far? It's by the endowment of the power of God that certain things can be done. Sister, do you want God to use you? And you want to be able to reach um, the sick and bless them with the power of God and get people healed? That is only going to happen by the power of God. 
Hallelujah. You alright? Acts 1 8, it says, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Now, let me describe in a bit what Holy Ghost power means. The implication of Holy Ghost power. Now, I, I, I'm always on Sunday morning, I'm trying to be careful using Greek words or stuff like that. So let's keep it in English, eh? Amen? Now, the word power you have in Acts 1.8, alright, it actually, if you're going to explain it properly, it's talking about a self-replicating bomb. A power and energy source that does not require assistance from outside of it. That is what dunamis, power, when Jesus says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You understand? What that means is that the power that you receive when Holy Ghost come upon you does not require assistance from outside of you to help you. It means that whenever you get into challenging situations, you don't need to call for the power of God from heaven anymore. Because the power of God that was in heaven, where is it now? Inside you. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You are, you are sick in your body. The power to heal you is not outside you. If you have received the Holy Ghost, that power is where? Inside you. So, when we want to heal the believer, we are going to try to get the believer to release the power of God inside him to his flesh. To bring about a correction and to bring about a healing. When we want to heal the unbeliever, we get the power of God that is in us and we put it on the body of the unbeliever. Are you following? Because the unbeliever does not have the power in them. The believer has the power in them. So we heal them differently. So that's why for the believer, we teach him who he is in Christ. We tell him and teach him about faith. We tell him the power of God is on his inside. We tell him that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made him free from the law of sin and death. That the law of sin and death, which was a principle at work in his flesh when he was in the world, is no longer at work in his body. Are you following that? And he draws from within and he puts upon and he works in healing. Are you following? But for the what? For the unbeliever. Because the unbeliever is outside of Christ. The unbeliever is not the temple of God. The power of God is not in the unbeliever, praise God. We minister, we administer the power of God that has been given to us to their bodies and bring healing. Praise God. By the grace of God, I've seen Muslims heal, get healed. I've seen people who don't believe get healed. Praise God. They get healed. They don't, they don't even need to have much faith. They just come, and the moment they just come, I lay hands on them, boom, they are healed. How did that happen? By the grace of God that's worked in my life, I was able to transmit healing power to their bodies and get them to recover. Praise God. But when I'm talking with believers, I get them healed too by laying on of hands. I get them healed too by laying on of hands. I found out that it's easier for them to stay healed by understanding who they are in Christ and what they have released and what they have received. And when they understand who they are in Christ and what they have in Christ, they are now able to better release it. Glory to God. So, for example, you're a Christian. Sales and business is slow. The power to get business to go well and sales to go up is inside you. Are you following what I'm saying? As a Christian, you don't necessarily need a prophet or a pastor. Because that power called the Holy Ghost is inside you, you can release power and cause things to what? Rearrange themselves. That's what you have as a Christian. 
So what God did is that once you got born again, hallelujah, and you got filled with the Spirit of God, all of the power of God, that power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, is living on your inside, waiting for your actions for there to be a manifestation. Turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Let me show you. Are you learning something so far? Now, we're going to now, after this talk, come to how we can manifest and release the power of God. How many of you have noticed something? Have you ever noticed? Okay, some of you have been with me for a while. You notice that when I want to lay hands on folks, I most times lay hands and I speak. Right? 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 Now, because the law of faith is important in the administration of the things of the Spirit. You cannot administer the things of the Spirit with a closed mouth. Amen? Look at him and say, I cannot, louder, I cannot administer the things of the Spirit with a closed mouth. One more time, I cannot administer the things of the Spirit with a closed mouth. Exactly. It is as easy as saying it. In the things of the Spirit, you need to say it to see it. Amen? You need to say it to see it. Jesus, after he rose from the dead, he breathed, he, he breathed sorry, on his disciples. And what did he say? Receive the word Holy Ghost. So he breathed on them, but he still had to say it. Receive the Holy Ghost. Because the law of faith, hallelujah, or the, law, or the things of the Spirit, are administered by what? The law of faith. Salvation is received by the what? By the law of faith. Romans 10.10. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So that means without the activation of, pay attention everybody, without the activation, all right, or application of the law of faith, there can be no transmission of the things of the Spirit. Amen. Without the activation of the law of faith, there can be no transmission of the things of the Spirit. So when you want to heal the sick, understand, the Holy Ghost is on my inside. The Holy Ghost is in you. Say this with me. The Holy Spirit. Louder. The Holy Spirit. The power of resurrection lives in me. Again, the Holy Spirit. The power of resurrection lives in me. One more time. The Holy Spirit. The power of resurrection lives in me. Yes. You have an immovable rock inside you. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? If someone jam you, it's the person that will feel it, not you. Because the eternal rock of ages lives inside you. Praise God. You are not disadvantaged. Amen. I said you are not disadvantaged. You are not a victim. No, you are not. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world because the Holy Ghost lives in you. So, Pastor, I don't feel the Holy Ghost. He is not a feeling to be felt. He is a person to be known. So you get to know the spirit by knowing the spirit. What knowledge? Not feeling knowledge, praise God, but what knowledge? So that means based on what the word of God has said about what you have in the spirit, you are now supposed to take steps based on that knowledge. The problem with many Christians is that we are feeling addicts. We like to feel a lot. Glory to God. Glory to God. We like to feel a knot. Ah, well, ah, mo feel it. 
Omi, shake. Oh, Omi, shake. Ah, Holy Spirit, you are judging the presence of the Holy Spirit by shaking. You cannot walk in the supernatural like that. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. <laughs> I remember, let me tell you a story. One time like that, I, I went for a retreat. So we went for this retreat like this, and I was there for seven days. It was a mountain, prayer mountain. So we were there for seven days, and we were praying. I mean, we, we pray hours, like 16, 18 hours a day. Just continue to pray. That's how we're just praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. Praying in tongues, just continue talking in tongues and praying and praying for, you know, uh, endowment and great, you know, and all of that. Just talking in tongues was ministry training. So after that seven days, I came back into Lagos. <laughs> I got to my house. You know, listen, when you pray in tongues for a long time, you understand? There is a level of drunkenness. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. Some people drink alcohol. They say they are drunk. That's not drunkenness. I'm talking of Holy Ghost, Holy Ghostization. There is something called, you know, there is Holy Ghost. Then there is Holy Ghostization. What is Holy Ghostization? Holy Ghostization is the process of being subdued under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Hi! Holy Ghostization. So I prayed that way. Then I called some of my pastors to come and see me in my house. So they came. We had some time of fellowship. So we're going for outreach on a Saturday. So we got into a cab and we started going. So as we're going, driving it out, in, 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 stuff like that, we got to Coca. Is it Coca bus stop now? What's that place? You know, um, it's close to Bode Thomas. There's one uh, estate where they sell all these arts. Shabba, you know this place, right? That place you say we should go and buy arts for, for the house. Uh, Forgotten the name of that place. But, yeah, Ikpori, yeah, we got to Ikpori. So as we're driving there, as we're driving there, I spotted a madman on the road. Some of you that were with me in this thing, they are still members of this church. I spotted the man by the road. I said, told the taxi man, stop! <laughs> I've never done it before in my life. Stop! Came down. My pastor was like, what, pastor, what happened? He said, the madman. He said, what happened to him? He said, follow me. Let's go. I mean, what? I walked to the guy. Walked to him. And I stood in front of the guy like that. Let me tell you something. I was bold. Shy! Holy Ghost inspired boldness. I was very bold. I just looked at the guy. I said, young man, in the name of Jesus, I command this foul spirit to come out of you. You are healed in the name of Jesus. After that, I didn't wait for signs. I didn't wait for anything. I took him by the hand and took him to a restaurant. Praise God. Took him to a restaurant. I said, sit down. He sat down. I said, in my, let me say, when he sat down, in my mind, I said, ah, okay, he's working. <laughs> because listen, eh? You see, sometimes some people, oh boy, in my spirit, I was bold. In my mind, you know, you understand what I'm saying? I was like, hey, this guy just makes one move. We have to be careful, though. I said, you know what I'm saying? I said, said, serving food, rice, this and this and food. And everybody, people started gathering. They're looking at the guy. He was obeying command. And they were looking and gathering. Hey, hey, serving food. Then, when they serve in your rice, he asks for spoon. Praise God. You understand? So when he asks for spoon, he says, ah, all right, yeah. We remember the shibi. Yeah. And he had, then we didn't do that. We took him to Luth because I was, I was just out of school then. 
took him to loot. We had his bath for him. Praise God. Gave him clothes. I gave him my suits to wear. He came to church with us the next day. Praise God. Praise God. It was what? Power that did that. So Jesus said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. Because without power, your Christian witness will not be effective. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Let's turn it there. I think that's where I'll stop. And we will pray. We had a couple of, of people that were healed with arthritis this morning in um, Sulawesi. They had pains, arthritis in their legs. So we had a couple of healings of that in church earlier. All right, we're going to pray also today. If you, are, you have any pain or healing, um, disease in your body, we're going to pray for, um, concerning that and bring about healing. Amen? I said amen. amen. Now, First Corinthians 2 verse 1, everybody read 1, 2, what does it say? It says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with what? Excellency of speech. Of wisdom, declaring unto you the what? The testimony of God. Verse 2, everybody want to go, it says what? For I determined not to know anything among you. Save Jesus Christ and him what? Crucified. Uh-huh, it says what? And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Verse 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with what? Enticing words of man's wisdom, but in what? Demonstration. Hallelujah. Of what? The spirit and of what? Power. Why? He says, so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the what? You see that? So, power is the language of the Christian. It's our how. Praise God. It is our what? Our how. Power is the language of the Christian. It is our how. It is how we get things done. Amen. Now, lastly, turn to Mark 10 and verse 8 to 10. Remember I told you that you transmit or you minister or administer or cause a release of God's power via the principle of what? Of faith. Is that correct? Is that correct? Uh-huh. Or right, now there. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8 to 10. Same principle, Romans chapter 10, 8 to 10. It's the same principle in St. Mark's Gospel chapter 11 and 23 to 24. Now, let me say this. The Bible is not a storybook. It's an instruction manual. The Bible is a mirror, but it is also what? An instruction manual. So that means you should read the Bible to understand how to get things to work. Praise God. I said, praise God. Say this with me. I read the Bible. Louder, I read the Bible. To understand how to get things to work. Yeah. I'll give you an example of something. There was this particular young man. God gave the guy an instructor and said, Young man, give one million naira to that project. That's a member of church. The guy struggled and struggled and struggled. The guy was telling me a story. The guy struggled and struggled and struggled. <laughs> then finally, he gave it. Then later on, he came to meet me and said, Pastor, something happened. He said, me, I, he said, I just obeyed though. I was not doing for anything, but something happened. After I gave, he said, they contacted him 
that there is an opening for one job somewhere. And the opening for the job was going to multiply salary by two. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And add several amenities and stuff in his job that he wasn't getting before. Are you following? So, what God was trying to teach him was that if I instruct you to do something, never think I am instructing you to do it to your disadvantage. Are you following what I'm saying? It was, that was what I was, was, was trying to teach him. I, I'm not instructing you to deplete you. I'm instructing you, and it is not to your disadvantage. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, do we have examples of that in Scripture? Yes. God told Abraham, give me your son. Now, when you look at it naturally, you say, give me your son. What do you mean, give me your son? He only has one. Praise God. But God was not asking him for his son to his detriment. Praise God. All right. God was asking him for his son because of the covenant. Are you following? So when you read the scriptures, you will now understand how the life of God that you have received can be fully expressed and manifested. It is possible for you to receive something and not know how to use it. Amen. And the problem with many Christians is not what they don't have. It is what they have but don't know how to use. If you give a man a machine gun and don't train him in how to shoot that gun, a man with a knife will stab him, rob him of every single thing, and that gun will still be in his hand. Are you paying attention to what I'm saying? So you have a lot of Christians who are depressed, who are sad, who are worried, because they've got no wisdom. Concerning what God has given them. They've got all the answers, but they are not answering the questions. Praise God. So, that's why you come to church. So, you come to church because in church, what we do is, we are unpacking everything for you. Amen? Amen? Okay. How many of you, lastly, how many of you have, how many of you use uh, a smartphone here? You use a smartphone? Smartphone. Okay, how many of you use an iPhone? iPhone. Use an iPhone. Okay, just a few of us. Okay. Praise God. I said praise God. Now, do you know that when I got an iPhone, do you know all I used the phone for? I only used the phone to make calls, receive calls, download apps, chats, WhatsApp, and all of that. Praise God. But as time went on, I realized that that phone had something called Apple Pay. I didn't know that. Then, and I found out that I could actually have access to all the music in the world on iTunes for 300 naira per month. Praise God. I didn't know that. I didn't know some other stuff about what was in my hand. Glory to God. I didn't know that there was even a TV in the phone. Amen. And there were series I could watch on that phone. I didn't know that I could actually have and make podcasts with the phone, upload it on the phone, and people can listen to that podcast from around the world. I didn't know. And I didn't know that I could be paid for people listening to my podcast. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So, it was not what I did not have that was limiting me. 
It was what I had, but I had insufficient information about. Insufficient information. The, the information, some people have some information. It is not sufficient information. Praise God. So you have some information, but it is not sufficient enough, for example, to receive the healing from cancer. It is not sufficient enough to cast out the devil, devil that is bewailing somebody in your family. It's some information, but it is not sufficient. So because it is not sufficient, all right, it doesn't work. Listen to me, and everybody pay attention. Listen. Some information will not get the job done. You need sufficient information to get the job done. You need full revelation to get the job done. Hallelujah. Full revelation to get the job done. I, I, um, recently, um, my house, we, we, we switched from generator to inverter. You know, I, I used to celebrate buying, going to buy fuel. You understand? Because I was using it to exercise. So I used it to exercise. I wanted to buy the inverter. I said, no, I had the money. I said, no, let's buy fuel. I enjoy this time of communion with the Holy Spirit as I'm exercising. Until one Sunday, the persuasion in my house doesn't sell fuel on Sunday. And I needed light. I was really terrible. You know, so I bought the inverter and I was resting. Then I neglected the gen. So one time, there was no light, enough light. So the inverter died. Hallelujah. So I went to put on the gen. Gen came on, but there was no light in the house. What happened? I didn't know. I was not what? An electrician. So do you know what I did? I was not an electrician, but I began to check the wires. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? You are trying to check stuff you have no knowledge about, but you are just trying to try to see if something will help. So you will beat the gen like this. Start it. Will it work? It doesn't work. You will turn the adapter like this. Start it. You know, you know. Then I went to check the wires, and I began to touch, 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 and I began to touch carefully because I was like, oh my God, what? electricity could be running through these wires, and you know, it will, not be, it will be bad for me to be electrocuted one month before LMM. You understand what I'm talking about? How will the meeting go on? I was like that. So I called an electrician. Now, that guy had what? Knowledge. Praise God. So what did he do? He started the gen. He said, the gen is working. He took a tester, put it in the gen's, um, what do you call it, the power, this thing. And he said there was light there. So he eliminated the problem. The problem is not what? The gen. Are you, are you following? Knowledge. Knowledge is deliberate. Amen? Knowledge is what? It's deliberate. He knows what he's doing. So he now checked the wire. All right, and he traced the wire to my house, then went out and went into the house, checked the changeover, put it there. He said the changeover is fine. The problem is not the changeover. After some time, we decided and found out that the wiring from the gen to the changeover, some part of it had burnt. So we changed the wire, boom. There was what? Now, do you know what many of us Christians would do? Some of us would do. Once that thing is not working, I would change everything. Hey, this is demonic attack. Jesus! Jesus! Oh Lord, come down and fix this wire. You understand? What was the solution? What was the solution? Knowledge. Praise God. I said, Praise God. So, for example, somebody is sick in their body. They've gone to five ministers of God and they've laid hands and legs on them. No healing. So, if you have some knowledge, you know that this problem. The issue is not the ministers. Amen? They, are, they have power on them. Because other people were healed where hands were laid on them. But it's me that it didn't happen for. So what will you check? Something is wrong on my end. To receive. Praise God. 
So you now go and check. Why am I having a receiving problem? Is it guilt? Do I feel unworthy of God's healing? All right. Is it condemnation? Am I still held bound by certain sins I have committed before? Are you following what I'm saying? Or is it doubt? Don't, do I, am I in that place where I'm doubting where God can heal or God can use this vessel or that vessel? Are you following? So we trace the problem. The moment we identify the problem and we fix the problem, we come again, boom, we are healed. Are you following? Sufficient knowledge guarantees manifestation. Say this with me. Sufficient knowledge. Louder. Sufficient knowledge guarantees a manifestation. Again, sufficient knowledge. Sufficient knowledge guarantees a manifestation. One last time. Sufficient knowledge guarantees a manifestation. So don't shrink, shrink, shrink into depression or frustration. Get more knowledge. Hallelujah. I want to share one of such with you now. Romans 10 verse 8. Transmitting the life of God, transmitting the power of God via the law of faith. <sighs> Are we there? Romans 10 and verse 8. Can we want to go? It says what? But what said here? The word is nigh even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Next verse, it says what? That if thou shalt what? confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God what? Thou shalt be saved. Now, look at the law. Next verse, it says what? For with the heart man believeth unto... With the heart man believeth unto... With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. But he now says, but with the what? Mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. So that means, for there to be a reception of anything from God, there must be a connection between your heart and your mouth. Your heart must say the same thing your mouth is saying about the matter, and your mouth must say the same things your heart is saying about the matter. Because the power is in your heart. But your mouth is the conduit through which the power of God resident in your heart is transmitted or made available in the earth. So your mouth is the outlet from which the power of God flows. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? So by the law of faith, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. Amen? Amen. Amen. So you can say, in the name of Jesus, in the next three months, I'm experiencing supernatural turnarounds. Does your heart believe it? If your heart believes it, and your mouth confesses it, in three months, you will have supernatural turnarounds. Hallelujah. Praise God. You say, in the name of Jesus, from today, I receive supernatural help every day of my life. You say, from today, men and women, everything in this world begins to favor me and have compassion on me and have mercy on me. If you believe it in your heart and you confess it to your mouth, you are going to see the mercy of God. You are going to see the favor of God and you are going to receive supernatural help. Praise God. Jesus Christ said, if thou shalt say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have what? Whatsoever he said. The law of faith is the prerequisite for transmission and manifestation of the life of God within you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Have you learned anything today? Have you learned anything today? I said, have you learned anything today? So you are the architect of your own life. God is not the one that failed you. Mm -mm. God has given you everything you need. He has given you the word. He has given you the Holy Ghost. Use it and decorate your life with it. Praise God. I said, use the word. Use the Holy Ghost. Decorate your life with it. Decorate your life with it. Whatever you want to see, it is as easy as saying it. If you believe in your heart and you say it with your mouth, you are going to see it. Praise God. Praise God. Say out loud, my faith is my victory. Louder, my faith is my victory. My faith overcomes the world. Louder, my faith overcomes the world. My faith overcomes the world. My faith overcomes the world. I am born of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Louder, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The power of God rests on my body. Louder, the power of God rests upon my body. The power of God is in my body. The hand of God is upon me mightily. The hand of God is upon me mightily. Louder. The hand of God is upon me mightily. I have the spirit of dominion. The spirit of the dominion. The spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. I run. I am not weary. I fly and I am not tired. I fly over obstacles by the wings of the Spirit. 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 I fly over obstacles by the wings of the Spirit. By the wings of the Spirit. No weapon. Louder. Come on. No weapon. Why am I saying you say it louder? It's not for God. It's for you. God is not deaf. If you whisper, we hear you. But you see, when you say it louder, it's for your consciousness. Amen. It's for what? Your consciousness. Say out loud with me. No weapon. Fashion against me. Shall prosper. No weapon. Fashion against me. Shall prosper. I am of the order of the lion of the tribe of Judah. I fear no man. I fear no foe. I fear no man. I fear no foe. I turn back from none. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Rise up on your feet and let's begin to pray. Legon 
We're going to pray a couple of prayer points. Are you ready? Are you ready? I want you to pray with fervency. Pray, all right, with faith in your heart. You say, in the name of Jesus, because I have the spirit of the Lord, I walk in dominion. Open your mouth and begin to pray. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.